What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. Our first question comes from Matt Crater, who asks if the Jedi of the High Republic are more susceptible to falling to the dark side. I think that's an interesting question and one that we don't have a good answer for yet. But like the idea that the Jedi of this point have been like at peace for eight centuries. Uh, the war with the Sith ended 800 years ago. So they're very different now. And I think when we look at someone like uh, Skier, who he's experiencing loss for the first time, the loss of friends, and he is not handling it well. Mm. So he does seem like he's going to the dark side, especially in the second issue of the comic, where like he kills a Nile and then just like keeps hacking at him <laughs> with his lightsaber. And you're like, oh, dude, oh, I don't know if there's anything more going on with him, but that looks bad to me (laughs) (laughs) well so how far into the high republic years are we technically like how long has the republic been the high republic how long has it been at at its best yeah i don't know that we know that because i'm uh, just the way that they've explained the high republic the jedi being at their best i'm thinking no like because they're not so rigid with their rules the i mean they're allowed to you know lash out a little bit here and there i guess but falling completely to the dark side i think maybe not that's what i also my my gut says that probably not is that yeah they're a, a little more forgiving i mean like they see what skier did and they're like that's concerning. Like, we need to deal with that. But they're not like, well, he's an enemy of the state or anything like that. You have Emery and Into the Dark. Or, uh, no, not Into the Dark. Uh, a Test of Courage, who does something similar. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's not on that level of skier because it's uh, a middle grade book. But, like, he goes dark. And they're like, hey, one bad day doesn't make you a bad person. Like, come on back to the fold. We'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. So... I I think I agree with you on that larger, the Jedi order as a whole is like, no, we're going to take care of our own. But I do think I see elements of like, well, the individual Jedi are like having to deal with something that a lot of them have never had to deal with before. So it's interesting seeing how they handle it. And at least in the case of Skier, I'm like, maybe, but his people also have it's rare for a Trandoshan to be a Jedi in the first place because they're just an aggressive people. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that possibly like in phase two or three if we if we do see some of these Jedi that we already know fall to the dark side. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at the great disaster and how like this is the introduction. It's already like just a a bad thing that happens in the Hetzel system and it gets worse and worse. And I'm like, this is just how they're kicking it off. Like phase two, that's when, that's when the stories always get dark, the middle chapters. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's already kind of dark. And like, what are they going to do to, yeah, push the Jedi towards what they become in the prequel era? Uh, Yeah. I I do think we will see some struggle maybe fall fully uh we know that some members of the lost 20 are going to happen i was going to bring that up because yeah we've talked about some of the people already mentioned being part of the lost 20 Mm -hmm. so it's like maybe they don't fall to the dark side but they 
are like, obviously I can't handle myself. Maybe I yeah. shouldn't be in the Jedi Order. It'll be interesting to see why they leave. Because like the Lost 20 are masters that peacefully leave. But yeah, it might be because it's like, no, I just can't handle this. Going Fishing wants to know what government is going to pop up after the sequel trilogy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We've talked about this before, and uh, their question points out, like, the new New Republic. We've certainly made jokes about that. I, I think they're probably just going to stick with the New Republic. Like, Yeah, I wasn't around long enough to to really warrant a, another new name, I think, maybe. It, it was gone for—it was around for, like, 30 years— and then it was gone for one. Uh, and that was just like the leadership got wiped out. But I don't think that the rise of Skywalker, I think, shows that like the spirit of the Republic, those people would probably just want the Republic to come back. It still needs to improve. It still wasn't the best. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think they're going to call it something else. I don't. I mean, newest Republic. <laughs> Is, is the only natural progression, I feel like. But uh, yeah, it, either I think they keep New Republic or maybe they go with like a completely different name. Like Republic's not even in it. Right, that's kind of what they did uh, in Legends because, you know, every so often things would fall apart and it's like, well, we got to think up a new... Let's let's use Federation this time instead of Republic. and like <laughs> The golden years. <laughs> yeah, like... I, they might, but I think it makes sense, especially if it's true that Rogue Squadron is going to take place, like, post-Episode 9. I guess I kind of see them just being like, all right, we're reforming the New Republic. We are going to be its first squadron. Here we go. Sean Fitzgerald asks if the members of the Bad Batch all have to die. Ooh, getting dark. Yeah, well, it's... One of those things that comes up every time, I'm certainly guilty of it, where like you meet characters like Kanan and Ezra, and you're like, well, I mean, they have to die by the time of the original trilogy, because where were they otherwise? And, you know, I was half right. But <laughs> like people said that for Ahsoka, uh, and she's still alive and well. So no, I don't think that the members of the Bad Batch have to die. I mean... People said after episode nine that Ahsoka is dead because we hear her voice. And then Dave Filoni was like, well, not necessarily. So, <laughs> But even so, it's like people met Ahsoka in 2008 mm -hmm. and they were like, well, she's not in Revenge of the Sith, so she has to die, uh, which is not the case. Yeah, they can just write around that. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of feels like they have to die maybe... Maybe one or two survive, and they, uh, like like we said, Dave will write around right. what, whatever is in the future for them I, uh, and make it work. Yeah, like, I'm not someone who I'm like, they have to die, but I do think they probably will, <laughs> just because, I, I guess, I mean, it's the same kind of logic that can be written around, but I'm like... Why weren't they with Rex and the other clones? Why are there only three clones at that point? Like, I could see them maybe sacrificing themselves for something. But yeah, like, they certainly still could be around during the original trilogy, just like Rex was. Yeah, I mean, maybe they found someone and settled down somewhere, and they're just living their lives away from everything else. Maybe. 
Fort Smiley wants to know how long we think the lifespan of the new cannon will last. I think it's going to last a good long while. I mean, the the reason that I see for the Legends uh, overwrite or whatever was more that like, okay, we're going to make movies and they're going to be about, they're going to have Luke and Han and Leia in them. And we, it's, we can't do Heir to the Empire <laughs> the way that it was. So I think they just wanted to let creators do something without having to worry about what came before, make it more, I don't know, comfortable for creators that are writing like these big budget movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to have to find a reason to do that again anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, as long as Disney's in charge, I don't see a reboot happening uh, of any kind. I think when you start to talk about the lifespan of the new canon, it could go on forever until until someone is powerful and rich enough to buy out Disney. (laughs) And be like, it's new legends. Maybe one day George Lucas is like, you know what? I'm taking it all back. The the cyborg consciousness of George Lucas mm-hmm. <laughs> 80 years down the road. In 3032. <laughs> I mean, it, there's another thing about Legends is that it, it was kind of a sandbox that people got to play in. And they weren't overly concerned with continuity. Like, they tried to make big pieces fit together. But there are contradictions, just like there are contradictions in the current canon. But, like... I think when they reset things, it was more of an effort to say, okay, we're going to try to make sure all of these stories work together. Uh, And, you know, that's been to varying degrees of success. But I I think that it's got a good long while before anything would even need to be considered. Like the Legends timeline, it it lasted for 25 or so years, if you're counting like Heir to the Empire as the start. I think that the new timeline, they'll be able to take it far longer. Yeah, I don't see them rewriting any of the stories that have already been told for maybe the rest of our lives. I don't know. (laughs) And like I keep thinking of the way Legends is like, they did a lot of stories with Luke and Han and Leia. And like, they don't have to do that. They can tell a story literally anywhere disconnected from everything right where it won't even have to affect anything that that's already happened right so like we're we're kind of done with the skywalker saga as far as the big theatrical movies go i think so yeah so whatever these movies are that are coming out rogue squadron whatever taika's working on ryan johnson if he's still doing his trilogy which Sounds like he is. Um, Next question. They could. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they can go and play anywhere. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Exchange asks what we think Ryan Johnson's trilogy will be about and how it will be released. Yeah, so someone uh, had an interview with him earlier this week, and he said that I mean, it's like the yearly check-in that someone has to ask him, and he's like, "Yes, it's still happening. We're still in talks." Like, but who knows when it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I think we're probably a long ways off from it because we're still two years away from Rogue Squadron. And then who knows when Taika's movie is coming out. There's a Kevin Feige movie. So I think that probably those three will happen before the first one of his trilogy, if I had to guess. Is the Kevin Feige movie, like, confirmed? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... 
I'm excited for him to step back into Star Wars, but yeah, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, like we were saying, he can do literally anything, and I think he will. I I would personally like to maybe see his take on some past stuff. I still wanted to be involved with the Force. I, I like his takes on the Force, his philosophies on the Force, so uh, I wouldn't want him to do like a military sci-fi or something like like patty jenkins is doing like Mm -hmm. i want him to play with the more fantastical elements i think yeah um maybe i don't know what what's before the old republic i mean we could go like origin of the jedi yeah something like that the the prime jedi something like that or you know i i keep thinking about the high republic and you know whether or not they'll do a movie or a show or something and i'm like it's it's cool enough for me to be like i would be cool with ryan johnson making a high republic trilogy series i think he'll probably i think he's got an idea of what he wants to do i think it'll be its own thing i think he's going to make his own characters and his own little pocket of the galaxy it's going to be broom boys adventures i keep like i remember when (laughs) Last Jedi came out and everyone was like, he's going to be the the protagonist of Ryan Johnson's trilogy. And I was like, the protagonist of a movie is not going to be named Tamiri Black. Black. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> if that were true, they would not have named him that. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be all new stuff, which is what I really want. Like, I, I want him to just play in a little sandbox of his own Mm. Uh, because like i mean i've said before the last jedi is a movie that i ultimately liked but definitely still struggled with how he handled legacy characters so like i think him doing something brand new is going to be uh the the best scenario that's it for patron questions. If you're a patron and you didn't see your question answered here, just head over to Patreon where we left you a written response. If you're not a patron, you can learn more by following the link in the description. Just a dollar a month will get you access to extra Star Wars Explained content like audio commentaries for the films, and we're doing audio commentaries for the Clone Wars, and this week's episode is Slaves of the Republic. I almost forgot the title again because <laughs> you're being so distracting, but I love it. And that's all available right now if you're interested. On to YouTube questions, BlazeCap1213 asks if Boba Fett's daughter could appear in the Book of Boba Fett. I really doubt it. Explain. From Legends. Uh-huh. He had a daughter in Legends. Okay. With That's whom? A, I don't remember. Good question. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about Star Wars. So, yeah, he had a daughter in Legends. I don't think that's going to come into play at this point. That that seems like it would be really out of left field for yeah. uh, the more casual viewer, someone who maybe has just seen the movies and The Mandalorian, uh, like only the live action properties. The the end of Book of Boba Fett is going to be him getting beheaded and his daughter will come over and pick up the helmet. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like, we're doing it again. <laughs> you know who I bet Boba Fett had a kid with? Who's... Was it Lin Me that he did this to? Oh, it's Ristol Sant. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Ristol Sant and Boba Fett. Uh-oh. <laughs> Indiana Skywalker wants to know what characters we'd like to see in the book of Boba Fett. So, maybe not Boba Fett's supposed daughter. <laughs> I mean, this to me, when, when you look at the Mandalorian, you see a bunch of characters that are like almost Boba Fett, almost IG-88. 
there are a couple Trandoshans that aren't Bosque. Uh, so now we're doing Boba Fett, and I'm like, okay, give me Bosque and IG-88 and Dengar. Maybe not IG-88, because I could see that being, uh, again, confusing to just the more casual audience. For marketing like, purposes, Yeah, too. they'd be like, oh, IG-11's back, and it's like, <laughs> no, it's IG-88. But Forlom, Zuckus, Cad Bane, if he's still alive, like, I want to see the other famous bounty hunters. And, you know... Any of the members of the Max Rebo band that may have sure, survived. of course. If Bib Fortuna survived, you know Max Rebo survived. Yes. And Droopy McCool, I hope they jumped off the sail barge <laughs> together holding hands. <laughs> together. Slice Noodles, she's fine dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dino Park Dan asks if the Sith waited so long to return because they were afraid of Yoda. I don't think so. <laughs> That just doesn't, like, yes, he's very powerful, but I don't think they were like, oh, we got to wait until Yoda dies or is weaker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that they're afraid of Yoda. It's just they were probably like, we're waiting for the right time to strike. Exactly. Like, the the whole idea behind the rule of two, and I'm going to be pulling from Legends at this point, but, like, the idea behind it was that, okay, we tried being a big group. We tried the brute force attack, and it didn't work we got to be a lot sneakier. Mm -hmm. We got to do more subtle things to gain power. And then, yes, when the time is right, we take them all down. So I don't think it was a fact of like, oh, we're too afraid to attack the Jedi during the High Republic. I think it was more just like, oh, there's only two of us. We're still in that like long game phase. Mm -hmm. That's why I really hope that the Acolyte, I mean, I'm going to be probably happy with it no matter what but i think it'd be cool if it involved plagueis or tenebris you know let's see some of these characters that we kind of know by association and like how they started to build their plan totally agreed sully manning wants to know what our favorite non-star wars movies are by star wars directors so anything by George Lucas. I don't even know J.J. Abrams. Ron Howard's movies. I couldn't name another movie from <laughs> Irvin Kirshner or Richard Marquand, so <laughs> they're out. J.J. Uh, Ryan Johnson, Gareth Edwards. Uh, we could also throw in Patty Jenkins and Taika Waititi, I guess. I mean, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, if we're gonna oh, Ron Howard. Go that. that oh, that's what I said. Oh, right. But I don't. <laughs> he's done so many movies that I probably couldn't name any specific ones off the top of my head should we include lord and miller as well anyway i, I no. think my answer is probably uh what we do in the shadows mm. that's a movie that i will watch like any time any day if i hear someone's like i haven't seen that i'll be like well we're watching it right now <laughs> and the fact that it has like this whole extra universe of like wellington paranormal mm-hmm. and the the tv show on fx and it's all great I love it. It's the Shadowverse. <laughs> yeah. The Waititi Vampirverse? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're going with Taika, I'd say Thor Ragnarok uh, or Knives Out. Yeah, Knives Out is probably my favorite Ryan Johnson movie. I love Looper 2. Um, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman. is. I've seen the two Wonder Womans, and I didn't like 84, so <laughs> I'd have to the, go Wonder Woman there. The first one is great. Yeah. Ron Howard, you gotta you gotta mention Willow. We'll keep it in the Lucasfilm family. Oh yeah, definitely. Um 
ha- we we haven't seen wait have you seen thx 11 it was a long time ago but yes i've seen i have seen the george lucas filmography i have not seen that and it's been a long time since i've seen american graffiti i, I was gonna say american graffiti it's great yeah it's i don't know i would i would pick newer stuff probably what about jj i like the the first star trek i like star trek 2 well enough it's not as good but i yeah i would have to look at his filmography super to... 8 was good yeah i liked super 8 mm. i feel like we're missing somebody oh gareth edwards and godzilla was fine <laughs> <laughs> i mean we mentioned him briefly but like i said i couldn't name any of his other movies off the top I of my head. I think Godzilla's the only one I've seen, and I liked it. Which Godzilla? The first new one. Oh, boy. I don't even know what that means. Mm. <laughs> That's all the time we have for questions this week. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.